A new episode? I think we're going in! That's right, guys. It's Throwback Misadventures with Josh and Noel. Another anniversary is nigh as we celebrate the 20th birthday of the greatest disaster movie of our time, Twister. Hot Carrie Elwes in villain mode, insane wind speeds, and debris. We've got debris and the wonder of not getting a single speck of dust in your eye, even when you're three feet away from a massive tornado. Yes, this timeless tale of Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt in pursuit of chaotic storm patterns remains as influential as ever. Hop in your themed vehicle and join us as we race into the eye of the storm. That's right, guys. Get ready to join us in the suck zone. (laughs) That's so good. It sounds like a a fucking phone sex operator. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I was going for. Oh, my gosh. So, Noelle, what's the first time that you remember seeing Twister? I didn't prepare for any of these questions, so you're getting me, like, off the cuff. Where are my notes? I'm getting you fresh off the cuff. Um, I don't remember the first time that I saw Twister, but I just feel like it's always been a presence in my life. I saw it in theaters, and I was extremely young. Probably shouldn't have been watching this movie because it was super intense, but I was also watching, like, Tales from the Crypt before I went to sleep every night. So it really didn't have that crazy an effect on me, although it definitely freaked me out about tornadoes, especially since uh, my mom actually survived a tornado back when she lived in Nebraska. Pretty crazy. Really? She went down to, like, a storm cellar and everything. She was with uh, my grandma and her brother, and it was a legit, like, tornado, like, there was houses around her that were like gone when uh when the tornado was over. Like it, it was crazy. Wow. We must have been watching this throughout the nineties. And I remember my mom would tell us, Oh yeah, I used to do that. I used to chase tornadoes in the Air Force. And I always thought like that was so interesting that she had like this whole like crazy life before having us crazy kids. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of my memories are probably because of maybe Universal. I've always been a very big Universal child. Oh my god, yeah. Definitely later on I have to tell you about the ride at Universal because <laughs> that was an experience, an unforgettable experience, I have to say. Yeah, I actually used to have nightmares about the opening scene in this. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's set in a 1969 Oklahoma City at a little farmhouse, and uh, it freaked me out. I just thought, you know, my dad was just going to get sucked up. We definitely have to talk about that opening scene because I feel like you and I both never really got it until like very recently. Like, I don't think you realized that it was meant to be Joe and her parents and she, you know, she saw her dad get sucked up in tornado, which again, I feel like could have been avoided. Like, I really don't understand why he was holding on to that door. I feel like he could have just like let go and walked away because it didn't even suck up the dog. So I feel like he died because he just wouldn't let go of the door. Yeah, why didn't he just let go of the door? I, I I don't get it. All the rest of them were perfectly fine. I didn't see any other items getting sucked, sucked up into that. The only thing that got sucked in was the door, which he was holding. So if you had just not been holding the door, you would have been good, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's Rose from Titanic. Like, let go of the door. I'm sorry, was that an open wound for you? Um, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> 
on that same vein, like at the end of the movie, when we see the family come out of the storm cellar, I always thought that was supposed to be like the same family. So like as a kid, I thought they were like time traveling or something and that the movie was getting really weird. And I just <laughs> didn't understand. I had no idea what was happening because they looked exactly the same. Or at least the dad did. Yeah, I, I think that was definitely intentional only to show her past. Like she's like seeing her past everywhere all around her. Like it's like uh, repeating history. It's almost like. The tornado is a metaphor for something in her life. Yeah, like letting go of doors. Let go. <laughs> let go. <laughs> Just let it go. Let it go. Bill Paxton in this plays uh, Bill Harding, yet another movie Bill. Another Bill. <laughs> he's another Bill. Does he specifically choose roles when he like gets a script and he's like, oh my God, I'm like, I would be this character named Bill like <laughs> doing this movie. <laughs> <laughs> or does he be like this guy's name is bob we're gonna have to change that <laughs> script revisions right now do you think he auditioned for vampire bill like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i never even thought of that but that's kind of amazing didn't he have like a nickname on big love like something bill was it pedophile bill i can't remember i mean bill henriksen was the character but i can't remember Probably. Big Love was was a ride. That was that was an interesting show. I actually have been wanting to rewatch that because I loved that show. I thought it was so freaking good. Yeah, I really want to rewatch it, but I feel like I can't I'm like afraid to rewatch it because I feel like I'm so aware of like the messed up part of like the cults and stuff. I don't know. It was a good show though, and his acting is much better in it than it was in Twister. Sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. Bill Paxton, but some of his delivery in this was was pretty wooden. And I remember I noticed that because back in the day, I Love the 90s on VH1 kept making fun of him. And they kept making fun of like that clip of him going, one day, I'll give you one day. <laughs> Just like anything randomly where he was like yelling at her. Oh, my God. So good, though. Honestly, I think his... His whole, like, shtick, though, in this movie, like, was totally on purpose. Like, there's no way that he was acting like that, like, not on purpose. <laughs> what do you mean? I-, I mean, like, he knew what type of performance he was he was trying to give. Like, it's just, like, this ridiculous, like, kind of over-the-top performance. Like, I totally think that's intentional. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, my eyes. <laughs> And he just goes, stop. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So I feel like the concept of this movie was a little bit hard to grasp because, like, they're developing a new equipment to create, like, a, a better tornado warning system. Like, I'm not really sure I fully understand how it works, but I love the commitment. This is one of those movies where, like, I feel... Was it based on a true story? I feel like that maybe would have made it a little more interesting. If I mean, I'm sure there are people trying to get advanced warning systems ready. But, like, at that time, is that, like, like was the Dorothy thing real? Like, was that really created? Yeah, like, did, did any of these systems as well, like, did these ever come to pass? Like, did they help? Did they do something? Like... Okay, it says that it was based on real solid work of the good people at the NOAA, the National Severe Storms Laboratory. That really doesn't tell me much. I want to know if Dorothy was real. Or if it was an unrealized idea. (laughs) Unrealized. (laughs) 
Something else that was unrealized was how hot Carrie Elwes was in this movie and that he was even in it at all. Gorgeous. He's wearing the hat from Sandlot. He stole it from that kid from Smalls. Oh, yes. That freaking hat. His death in this movie is, is everything. I wanted to cheer when that happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't want to cheer because, like, the other guy gets, like, impaled and he didn't deserve to go. He was so jackassy throughout this, though. Like, he just always thought he was better. Like, he thought he was going to just copy them and get away with it. And he got his comeuppance. He was, like, Lockharting his way through the movie. Like, Professor Lockharting. Exactly. And this was the Gilderoy Lockhart version of the that memory curse. Yeah, but, like, that other guy was, was innocent. He's dead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we should talk about how... I don't know if you have notes for this for later, but I think one of his minions was a random Anthony Rapp. And I don't know that he even had any screen time, but when you Google it, you get the creepiest picture of Anthony Rapp, like just standing in the background with a weird smirk on his face. Like he knows they're all about to die. I I love that this has actual stakes in it, though. Nan from True Blood, her whole house gets like demolished. And uh, she get, has to be rescued and her doggy. Like, th- that part is traumatic. Like, th- this freaking, this is Mother Nature here. Like, it's not fucking around. I forgot around. all about Nan. Oh, my God. Thank God that dog was saved before the whole house just, like, crumbled into nothing. I appreciate how in both instances, the dogs are saved. Because I was, like, really ready for that guy who couldn't let go of the door to die if he left that dog outside. I was very worried that the dog was going to die when I first saw this. I have to ask you a very important question. If you had to get struck by lightning, what orifice are you going for? Um, <laughs> what orifice? This is so specific. Am I going to get struck, struck in my booty hole? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's, <laughs> let's talk about the, uh, the unsung heroes of Twister. All of the, uh, the side characters on Helen Hunt's team. Did you want to talk about a plot summary? I'm just realizing we didn't do that. <laughs> well, we basically did. I, I mean, it's Twister. Helen Hunt. It's yeah. It's just Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton trying to get this new technology off the ground by rigorously pursuing any type of tornado, and they end up in the middle of a huge F5 tornado. I mean, she she says uh, she screams, "I want to see." when she's like standing right in front of it so <laughs> but you can't see that oh my god the other part makes me laugh so hard. like he's trying to like save their lives and she's just like i want to see it okay <laughs> and on that note how can they see it like they're able to just keep their eyes wide open while these massive tornadoes are blowing shit and debris and like cars and and cows and chunks of wood and stuff and no specks of dirt are getting in their eyes. Like, I literally have stuff flying in my eyes and I wear glasses and I'm sitting here. I'm doing nothing. That was annoying. Yeah, I I could just imagine if I was anywhere near a tornado, just like specks of debris, like my, my eyes would just be bleeding at that point. Like, there's no way. <laughs> debris! We've got debris! <laughs> I love this movie. It's such a good blockbuster movie. Like, I don't even think of it as a disaster flick. It's just such a good, like, 
like big movie. You want to see it on like a big screen and it, it's very rewatchable. It really is very rewatchable. The, the drive-in scene is always like the one that I think of every time I think of this movie. Like anytime I go to a drive-in, I always think of this movie too. Having The Shining playing and then the freaking the whole tornado just wipes it out as, as he's going like, here's Johnny. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> that part always made me crazy. Wouldn't if they had known storms were on the horizon, wouldn't they have canceled? If a tornado is coming, like no one even notices anything until it's literally like upon them. Is that normal? Something just flew in my eye. See, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I definitely have to talk about that ride at Universal. So it's called. Uh... <laughs> Why don't you? Why don't you <laughs> go fuck yourself? Okay, get out of my face. I'm jealous. It, it it's it's called Twister. Ride it out. R.I.P. Because they replaced it with that awful Jimmy Fallon ride. Talk about something that has that has not been. That just is terrible. It's already dated. It isn't rewatchable. It isn't rewritable. It's just a whole waste of space. I can't even believe it. <laughs> it was so cool because the, in the lines there, like there was literally like all this debris. There was like debris. The, <laughs> there was like a mailbox that that said like you know Wichita, I think. And then when you actually like you go inside, it's like a, a shaky shack with like a bunch of TV screens and Bill Paxton talking about the making of the movie, and then. Helen Hunt talking about the making of the movie. Like the cue? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just so much more interesting than what they have now. Like, I feel like even if they wanted to, like, update that to, like, a more relevant movie, they still could have done something as interactive as that. Right? Like, right now, you literally sit in, like, a gigantic waiting room with, like, a panda for, like, 20 minutes and you don't do anything. And then you sit in a chair and it's just a screen. And that's it. Of, like, driving in a car with Jimmy Fallon, like... I need something more, like, tangible than that. But, th yeah, they had, um... We need debris. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. They had actual movie props there, I'm pretty sure. They had movie props. Like, in the top of the shack and, like, the sides, you, like, heard thunder. And, like, it, it seemed like there was, like, a storm incoming type thing. And then you get to the end of this queue. And there's, like, a countdown, like... Like, I believe it's like sirens they go off, and then you go inside, and the whole oh thing, God. like the whole like inside part is like all open. You see like the drive-in in the distance and like a little diner, and you basically like get the winds unleashed on you. Like it's supposed to simulate like actually what it felt like to be in front of a tornado. And there was no debris that got in my eyes, I must add. But it was it was really cool. <laughs> I'm honestly like sitting here like sad because I'll never get to experience that ride unless Universal decides to bring like nostalgia land to their new park epic universe, which would be amazing. Just bring back all the rides that they got rid of that they didn't have the room for because I never got to ride Jaws. I never got to ride Back to the Future. I mean, come on. I never rode Back to the Future either, unfortunately, but um, the best part of the Twister ride by far was the flying cow because obviously a staple <laughs> of this movie is the flying cow and there's literally a flying cow so that was awesome oh my god <laughs> fun fact the cgi cow picked up by the twister was originally a cgi zebra from jumanji oh my god that is a fun fun fact <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> 
we let's talk about that scene because that's just the one that everybody knows, the one everybody quotes. It's just a poor cow. Do you think the cow's okay? I'm going to say it landed somewhere. I, I would like to think that despite the damage that the tornado clearly did on Carrie Elway's, but. Oh. <laughs> I gotta go, Julia. We got cows. Speaking of Carrie Elwes, do you have any like um stories about meeting any of the cast? Because I feel like that's something that we're putting in every episode. And I know you don't have Helen Hunt. Um, have you met Vampire Bill or Daniel Faraday or any of the other key players? No, I haven't. Sadly. Did you meet Philip Seymour Hoffman? Oh wait. You know who I did meet? I met Carrie Elways. <laughs> I did not know this. I just want to point out, guys, before this moment, because I swear he should he would have told me this, because I was all excited to tell my Carrie Elways story, which is not as cool. So now I'm upset with him, and I will probably ignore him for five to seven business days. They they will both still be equally cool. But I met him at a Monster Mania convention. I want to say it was either 2017 or 2018. Why wasn't I invited? That's a good question. Let me let me use my little let me use my little time machine and I'm going to go back and ask myself, "Hey, why didn't you invite Noel?" Go ahead. I'm I'm going to sit here and wait cuz what the fuck, man? What the heck? Hey, uh, help me build and engineer this time machine and I will go back. <laughs> Get a time turner. Be thrifty. But actually, so you tell yours first because I'm going to see if I can find this photo. Well, my story isn't as cool. My story would have included an in-person meet and greet, but the people working on the show just didn't get it together at the last minute. But whatever, he was on a tour for an inconceivable evening. He had a, it was a book release and he was going on tour to different theaters where you could watch the princess bride with him. And then he would come out and they would like have like a panel where they would talk about the movie and his experiences filming. And there was a meet and greet before it that I did not get to attend, but I got to attend the screening and the panel um, and I got to interview him before on the phone. And I remember um, something happened at the last minute with like my computer or my internet or something at my, like at my station, my setup and nothing was working. So I had to like go into like my downstairs bathroom <laughs> and like perch everything on top of like the washing machine. So I'm talking to Carrie Elwes on the phone, on the washing machine um, and his accent, you guys. He is exactly how you would expect. I don't know how I got through this interview because he has that accent that is so calculated and charming, but very genuine. But he just, oh, I think about it and I'm like, Carrie Elvis was talking to me and he said my name and he was like, oh, you're just so sweet. Thank you. And I'd be like, it's Carrie Elvis. But I didn't get to touch him like Josh did. So I guess it's not as cool, but I enjoyed it. It was you know, probably one of the coolest interviews that I've done. I'll link that down below. <laughs> this isn't a YouTube video. So I had a great time meeting him, but my photo is actually pretty terrible. It, it's good. The lighting good. Is, is, is awful. That's a terrible picture. <laughs> <laughs> right? I told you. It's the, the picture's awful. Oh, my God. Picture's absolutely What's awful. What's happening? I, I don't know. But um, I... <laughs> wow. He looks, like, really scary and, like, melting. What's happening? <laughs> Wow, I don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> Fuck you! No, I I know it's a bad picture. Exactly. I asked him then if he was gonna make another saw, and he was like, "Honestly, Josh, I'm not sure, but I think that's pretty much it for the series. I think it's over." That was a lie, dude. 
A new one just came out this year. <laughs> Maybe he's done like hacking up himself. But I love that. Is that what happens in those movies? I've never seen them. Well, I, I mean, spoilers for Saw, but he saws his own foot off to escape uh, when he gets trapped in a bathroom. And uh, then he ends up being an apprentice who also sets up traps and kills people. So I don't like you. There you go. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> can I ask you something? Go for it. Are you in it for the money or the science? <laughs> I'm in it for the love. That's what I'm in it for. <laughs> in it for the science. <laughs> <laughs> if the science is inspecting Perry Elwes because he's so dreamy. I really love him. But I do feel like the character that I am most in tune with, like spiritually, is Daniel Faraday, who seems to just be like a big ball of anxiety. Like I literally never noticed his character until I got older, but watching it back, I'm like, literally, dude, this is probably the worst job for you. You seem to hate it. You seem terrified. You seem to like not want to be there at all. And like when that tornado rips through the drive through, doesn't he had he like hides in the car? Because that's a good idea. Like, why wouldn't you run to the shelter with everyone else? I mean, I don't know. But I definitely would not be riding with him because my anxiety is enough. <laughs> enough, man. I, I can't handle yours, too. Yeah, this movie's full of uh, characters making uh, pretty questionable decisions. But I think that's part of the charm of the whole thing. I honestly, I love like all the side characters on on her team, on Joe's team of uh, scientists and and helpers. You know, there's like that those fleet of vehicles of everyone driving behind them, like her and Bill. Which, okay, so who would you drive with if you had to be on Joe's team? Who are you driving with? I, I got to stick with the Dorothy because I have an attachment to, to Wizard of Oz, so I'm sticking with the. So you want to be like. Like legit in the suck zone with Bill and Joe. You want to be like on the front on the front lines? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the front lines, but I'm not gonna be Carrie Elwes like on the front lines. Like that's two on the front lines. <laughs> well, I mean Joe's like right up there. She wants to see it getting sucked right in. I mean Yeah, she's like, I can't see it. Like, okay, are you blind? <laughs> it's right in front of you. <laughs> There's all specks of debris in her eyes. I don't know. <laughs> are you um... stupid bitch? Like it's right there. I was, it's a toss up for me of being in like the van with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and like all the beer and like the leftovers and the music. But I kind of feel like I would enjoy being in the, I don't know, is it a van um, with the two, the two people who are just singing show tunes the whole time? I feel like I would be enjoying that. Yeah, yeah. That, that sounds like it, it'd be fun. Oklahoma, <laughs> where the wind comes. <laughs> Do you have any uh any fun facts for us? Whoa! What? Holy shit! I have a I have a fun fact for Twister from IMDb. You scared me! Oh my god! I thought something happened. You know who the original choice was for Bill Harding? Um, I don't. Uh, Tom Hanks, and. He read lines with the cast and even chose the character's wardrobe, which stayed in the final film, but then he dropped out during pre-production. That's interesting. I don't know how I would feel about Tom Hanks in this role. I mean, he makes everything good. Because he's good. Can you imagine Tom Hanks, like, screaming, uh, I think we're going in? I can. I can't imagine. (laughs) I I can see his delivery being perhaps a tad more elevated. 
I know you wanted to talk about like the food, like when they when they all like food, when they're like eating Meg's like cows, the steak just seemed to be improperly handled. Yeah, it looked like it was just like all fat, right? Like it looked nasty. Yeah, and we were like we were arguing <laughs> and Tom Wadi was like, It looks so good and we were like, Ew, no. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, it literally like made me gag. It looked disgusting. Thanks for that reminder. <laughs> You're welcome. That's one thing that I don't like. So I love steak, but I hate like garbage, extra fat, whatever, marbling, whatever the fuck that's called. I don't like that at all. That's not my thing. And I don't like that. it. I don't know what she was cooking it in, but it didn't look good. I guess it was like fried. A recording of a camel's moan was slowed down and used as the sound of the tornado. Oh, this is annoying. This says it was shot as an R-rated film that featured profanity and grislier wound details. The film was edited down to a PG-13 in post-production, which caused additional scenes with Carrie Elways and Philip Seymour Hoffman to be left on the cutting room floor due to content. Other profanities throughout the film were muted or replaced to secure the PG-13 rating. I hate, like, anything being, like, watered down or edited. Fun fact. An early scene, according to IMDb, when Philip Seymour Hoffman, did you read this, is sitting on a lawn chair, he lifts his leg in the air while laughing, and his genitals are fully visible for a split second. What? <laughs> it was edited out of the DVD and VHS releases, but it was leaked from VHS screeners and sent to industry professionals. I am looking this up. No respect. No disrespect. <laughs> no way no oh way. my god <laughs> it, that's like a disney like like hidden boobs or something you know doesn't look like it's leaked but um that's interesting why don't we rate this movie now how many um flying cows would you give twister out of 10 i never ever think of my ratings before we record i literally always wait till the last minute and then there's all this, like, stress where I'm trying to figure out what I would rate it out of 10. I'm trying to think, is there anything I don't like about Twister? I think I'll give it 10 flying cows, you know? Fuck it. It's a classic. I'm giving it 10 cows. How many uh nasty, improperly grilled steaks are you giving it? <laughs> it definitely also gets a 10 for me. Honestly, this is just like a flawless movie. Like I cannot think of a single thing that I do not like about this movie. It's so well made. Even the special effects, like honestly, some 90s movies, when I watch the special effects now, they look really, really, really dated or awful. The special effects in this movie still look pretty dang good. Yeah, I love that. I feel like Universal is really, really good with timeless movies i feel like that just lasts and the effects hold up like you said like i think jurassic park twister is uh back to the future i know some of that can be like dated because you know they're trying to show the future but just timeless is the word that i would use to describe this blockbuster classic of twister i would definitely say timeless too well on that note do we don't have a funny goodbye for twister unless unless you do did you think of one we gotta go, Julia. We got cows. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Throwback Misadventures. Please consider liking, subscribing, and following us on social media and all your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music.
You can find us at Pod Misadventure on Twitter and Instagram, Throwback Misadventures on Facebook and YouTube, or keep it throwback and send us an email, podmisadventure at gmail.com. See you soon.